You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. As entrepreneurs, you know speaking can help generate leads and help you make more money online. Well, my friend Trisha Brooke is the transformational speaker mentor for you. If you want to shift from being a good speaker to a great speaker, there is someone I know who can guarantee your success. I've known Trisha for years and she's one of the best in the business. She's literally supported thousands of thought leaders in becoming top speakers and influential voices. Speaking is how you become the authority in your field. When you have the tools and techniques to speak effectively as a leader, your credibility skyrockets. Trisha is teaching a two-day live virtual masterclass on February the 7th and 8th for just $47. This masterclass only happens twice a year, so you need to register now so you can add speaking to your business model for 2024. Speaking is a lucrative revenue stream for many entrepreneurs, and virtual speaking is a thing too. And that's why Trisha's two-day live virtual masterclass is so important. When you have the skills to effectively communicate, your speaking career will add to the revenue streams you already have in place to make more money online. And like me, she's high integrity, no scarcity marketing, and consensual selling. Head on over to theartofthebigtalk.com forward slash MMO and start stepping onto big stages. You'll find the link in the show notes. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. One of the things that I love to do is talk to people who have started in one place and they've got to a very different place. And I like to do this in other industries, not just the industry that I'm in, because we can always learn a lot from people that have just decided that they're not staying where they are. So today I'm gonna to talk to Katie Godfrey. Katie helps beauty business owners to grow and scale their businesses. And it wasn't always that way. Like me, Katie comes from a humble background. She was a single parent, she was bullied at school. And these are things that I, love to touch on because I want to show everybody out there that it doesn't matter where you come from. It matters where you go. It doesn't matter what's already happened to you. It matters where you have decided to get to in the future. So welcome to the podcast, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. T tell us about how you even got started with what you do. So that was started back when I was 19. It was due to leaving school at 13 so I left school at 13 with no qualifications to my name whatsoever because I was severely bullied so my mum 13 is really young to leave I was young I was young and I went into work straight away I modeled for years after that to like build my confidence so I've literally been I should be retiring soon right I've been yes. working a long time <laughs> you should yeah <laughs> um, so modeling built my confidence but yeah I had no qualifications and I just thought what am I going to do because in the nicest possible way I wanted to do more than just stacking shelves like I always had this thing where I just wanted to be something but I didn't know what that was how are your um, parents about you leaving school at 13 my mum was fully supportive and backed me she saw me try and end my life several times so if I stayed in school I wouldn't be here and if it wasn't for my mum I also wouldn't be here so they were really, really supportive of me. Why do you think you were bullied at school? Now looking back, jealousy. It yeah. was always the older children. Yeah, back then it was so scary. I used to believe every single thing they'd say and they were always two, three old, years older than me. They used to say that they were going to bomb my house. I was going to get stabbed after school and they'd surround me in the corridors. Like it was all very 
scary as a 13 year old but who knows a few of them have come forward since and just said we just don't know we were just kids but on the light of it I think it just would be jealousy I think it usually comes down to jealousy or issues that they're having that they see in you us that triggers them that makes them act a certain way so getting out of school at 13 and then having to really start working straight away and modeling what age did you kind of go okay I need to do more than this I love modeling. I thought I was going to be this model forever. But the turning point was I was with so many agencies. They would then start coming to me and be, do you know a girl for this job? Do you know a girl for that job? And I was like, I can do this myself. So I actually started my own model agency when I was 18 in my mom and dad's office because I was basically a recluse. Unless I was working and being out in safe space, I would stay at home all the time. So working from home for me was like the best thing ever. So I started my own model agency, which was like my turning point then I was like okay I'm quite good at this business stuff I wanted then a base because I wanted to meet my models I wanted to measure them I wanted to shoot them and get their portfolio started so that's when my salon was then born because I found this building that I loved but I thought okay the agency can't really take all of the overheads that come with a brick and mortar business let me have a bit of a side hustle in here which was nails and tanning I started that with, again, no experience whatsoever. I took out huge loans to be able to do this. Which is scary as a 19-year-old. Oh, yeah, chuck me the risk, I'm all for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just get all this money out and do it. And how are banks with you, loaning you that kind of money at that age? I got 20000 from the bank, which is just unheard of now that's just not going to be possible with like no nothing to give them back um and then my parents lent me around 40,000 for um the sun beds and then I got another loan after that for about eight nine thousand top of my head and I give it my goal to repay every single bit including my parents may I add because lots of people think that was gifted <laughs> within five years and I'd done it but I nearly went back up to good a few times yeah because it's hard at any age to start mm. and scale a business let alone at 19 years old so you had this tanning salon and nails and you had the model agency going as well how has what happened after that like how has it grown so the locals, there was a mix. The lo- some locals were like, this isn't going to last. Like we're a tiny village, et cetera. And then there were some that were like, oh, do you do this treatment? Do you do that treatment? And I just thought, I'm going to have to change something here because we're turning business away, even though we were still quiet. So I decided to make the big decision to close the agency down, which I hated. I was so upset about it. I remember seeing it as a huge failure. But if I didn't, I would no way be where I am today. So we closed the agency down and decided to turn the whole building into a full-blown salon, took a risk to take a staff member on that done these services because I didn't, and it gradually grew from there. And when you say gradually grew, let's talk about where you are now, because it's like pretty big what you've done since then. So talk to me about where your business is now and how you help other people. So now I'm a 
business coach, mentor. Um, I help other salon owners and beauty business owners. It doesn't matter if you're in a training academy, if you're a product owner, I help them either grow or start their businesses or if they're already there scaling their business. That comes from obviously the salon grew. We become a multi-award winning salon. From that, I started teaching my own Lash and Now courses. From that come a product range because everyone was asking for it. So naturally for me, it grew. It wasn't my direction that I thought I was going to go in whatsoever, but I went with what people were asking for. And then obviously everyone's like, okay, how are you doing this? Even more so after I had my little girl, everyone saw that I was with her, I was traveling. They're like, how's she doing this? And still got these businesses. So then naturally people just wanted to know and I've become a coach. Yeah. Do you still have the salon? Still have the salon, still have the training, still have the product rank. Everything is still there. <laughs> it just added this bit on as well, um, yeah. which is good because we want to diversify, right? Being a single parent, when you have a business, businesses at that point, how was that for you? When you first found out that you were pregnant, were you like terrified of how you were going to juggle everything? Terrified. I thought, how am I going to keep this business because at the time I had the training academy and two salons when I fell pregnant one I was in all of the time one was running on its own with teams but I was like how am I going to keep my main salon running and all these balls juggling when I'm pregnant and then at 10 weeks pregnant I was single so I was then going to do it on my own so done the whole pregnancy on my own the whole having her on my own But I had to then learn how to step out of the business, to work on the business, to get my teams being okay without me. So even though it was super scary and I thought, oh my God, everything's going to fall apart, I've managed to completely change that and put systems in place so we were completely okay and actually a lot more better off doing that to be able to grow all the businesses. Because things happen for a reason. And, you know, sometimes when you're cornered, is when you do your best work because you have no choice. And that was definitely the case for me and for so many other people. So you're now at this point where you're teaching other businesses. When you look back on your career history and you're still really young, like when I say career history, you know, you're young. You've got these salons, you've got a product-based business, you're now a coach and you're teaching all of these other beauty businesses how they can make more money. What would you do differently? I would have grew a team quicker, first of all, and had more help when it comes to the background of the business. I did have a PA, um, but I think more just someone else to be able to bounce off when it comes to that. I definitely would have got a coach a lot quicker. I'd done around seven years of business or solely on my own, and it was about seven years. No, as in no coach. Okay. How long, um, you took your first team member on quite quickly. How long months. then before you took more people? So my first team member was the first six months. Once she was booked up, then I got my next one. So I'd say within three years, we had around four team members. When I fell pregnant five years, within the five years, we had around five, six at, at the top level. We've had like 11 plus staff. Wow. And that's yeah. like suddenly you need to be a manager. Yeah, yeah. a leader, like, uh, you know, not their friend. Like, it's re- it's a completely different ballgame. It's a completely different ballgame. And no one teaches you how to manage. 
you you think you've got there because you're like hey I've got this business I know how to run this business and it's suddenly now you have to also be a manager and that is a lot harder what have you loved about your journey I've loved just helping so many people, whether that's that confidence coming to the salon, whether that's them starting a career as a lash artist because I've taught them in a private course, or obviously now, like just this morning, receiving a text of how much money one of my salons has taken. And it just helping people I love, being able to share my knowledge. I just, I can't think of anything better. Yeah, it's an amazing feeling. How many salon owners do you help now? Um, I'm currently on 48. Wow. 48 salon owners that are different because you have worked with them. Yeah. So if there's somebody that is listening that has a business and they're like, oh my God, the juggle, like I've got a kid, I'm doing it on my own. I need to make this business work because quite frankly, I need money to put food on the table. What's your advice to them? Keep going. It all depends how driven you are. I'm really driven. People will go, oh, I don't know how you do this. You've now got two children. You've got family. You've got all these businesses. Where's the time? Well, we all do have time. It just depends what we choose to put there. So instead of watching Netflix, I will learn something or I will work on my business. So it just depends what you decide to do with that time. I will have strict time with my children and then I'll have strict time within my businesses. But I love my business. So for me, it's not work. It's more of a hobby, even though it's still work, which makes it a lot easier. Yeah, it does make it easier. They always say you never work a day in your life if you love what you do. And I think there is something to that. Mm. Now, as somebody that is, this is a controversial question, as somebody that looks very young, looks very pretty, you're blonde, I get treated a lot just because I'm a woman, differently in business. How do you get treated? I've always been treated with the young card. Oh, you're so young. Oh, how do you do it? Did mum and dad do this? Or like just people just think that you just don't know stuff because you're a woman also. So obviously as I've, I'm in the, I'm in a women's space naturally. So there isn't lots of men that come through in that space. So I haven't had to worry too much about that, but I would feel very awkward in that situation. I've had quite a lot of trolls when it comes to men online, which you just quickly block, but I've always had the young card pulled at me. I've, I've always hated that. there's always something isn't that they'll always find some reason why you were able to get there whether it's oh it must be your parents or you had money or any of those kind of things but I think people realize the dedication it takes at a young age to to do this when your friends are going out and there's all sorts of things happening and you're like no I'm going to grow this business and that's my priority I completely sacrificed all my younger years from being that 13 year old and wanting to go straight into work there with with the modeling to then going in and having all these overheads as a 19 year old like I paid them no one else paid them so I would work every single hour I would give up them nights out with my friends like I didn't have that much of a social life because I was so invested in the business not many people would do that yeah let's talk about the modeling industry you were in that for some time like we hear a lot of bad things about the modeling industry and what it does to you and your self-esteem and eating disorders and all the rest of it how did you find it hard so there's one aspect of it where it grew my confidence again if you're in front of the camera you have to have that confidence the the photographer all the time saying you're beautiful do this do that but then when you've got the agents which is where I wanted to be a completely different agent 
some of them a while like I had one in London and my nickname was hippie because I was always the one that had the hips um you would always be on shoots I remember being flown to Cyprus and I was always comparing myself to the other girls because it was a swim swimwear shoot I've always had a not so good relationship with food which definitely stems from that I will want to binge quite a lot I'm not shy to say when I was modeling like I had slight bulimia I've had friends that have died from being anorexic so it's a completely different world yeah yeah I've heard that it's a different world and they can affect everything and so was that your um purpose to like become an agent so that you could change that yeah, I hated that. I want all all body sides. I'm not naturally a skinny girl. I can make myself skinny. All of us can. But, you know, that's just not natural. So I love that side of things. And, yeah. you know, there's plus models and there's not plus, not plus models, but at least try and cater for everyone. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that that, that must tie into your purpose because actually what you're doing on a day-to-day basis and what you've always done, if you think about it, is make people feel good. You know, whether it's people coming into a salon to feel good about who they are and themselves or whether it's now helping other businesses. I think sometimes we find our purpose from the adversity that we have had and from being bullied for being pretty basically to being not bullied exactly but I suppose some might call it that in the modeling industry because you were a certain weight or you looked a certain way that's going to make you drive to have other people never feel that Mm. and I feel like that's exactly what you did and I think purpose is so important when you're doing something in business because it's going to get hard right like you can't say that this has been easy over the past few years I'm fully grey. This has but at 34 years old, I'm grey. This has not been easy. <laughs> you know, you're 30, 34 years old and you've been through all of this stuff and you've made the businesses work and it's been difficult, but you've got there. And I think that you have to overcome so many obstacles to have a thriving business. I always say you have to be obsessed with your business. And I see that in you, like you you're always obsessed with your business, like the questions you're asking all the time. Um, Katie's in a mastermind um, with me and she's constantly asking questions, wanting to see how she can get to that next level. If you've done this much by 35, where's the drive now? Where do you want to get to? Oh, I've nowhere near stopped. To me, like every when I talk about it, I think, God, I have achieved a lot. It's not until I talk about it that I feel that. Otherwise, I'm like, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. I want to travel even more than I do. I want the forever home. I want to retire my mum completely. I say she's halfway there. She works for me, so she's not, but (laughs) (laughs) she can do what she wants. I would love, I think even for my husband to not work so he can look after my children because I'm not that way inclined at all. Don't tell anyone. You just (laughs) told everyone. (laughs) I Yeah, there's just so much I want to do. Yeah, and you can. That's the great thing. You're so young that you've got so much time to do it as well. How is it working with family? It's a juggle. I've just had my little boy. He's now one. Um, Obviously, I've got my little girl and I've got a stepdaughter. It's a juggle, but I think it's more of a juggle as well because I do love business. So I love my I love going out and doing stuff with my family. If I'm in, I'm putting my hair out. I just want to get my laptop out. Yeah. Um. So it's you've got a bit. You. I've. I've. 
become to learn it's okay not to be a mummy mummy I don't want to do the play groups and all of that stuff and that's okay but I did battle with myself with that I'm much better at letting them see experiences showing them the world going out and doing fun things and that's that's my role for them yeah and what about working with your mother how is that I love it yeah everyone always asks me how mine is with Sam and they go like must be really hard I'm like no we love it (laughs) she's always been like my biggest supporter and she'll always tell me how it is but she's always done her own thing she when one of my salons I had um she managed that and that was great then she's gone on to do her own things but then after COVID she come back and she run the distribution of my product range and now she's recently gone in and started managing my salon she's the ultimate person I trust so why not yeah it makes complete sense so you've got this product range tell us what's in that um so it started off with lash and brow products for professionals so if you was a lash tech or a brow tech you would buy your stock from us to do on your clients and we have naturally started bringing in a product range alongside that which is retail products so we've got a lash and brow serum we have a brow glue we have lash shampoo so we sell that to the public too but we're trying to get that in as many places as possible. So one more business owners can make extra money from retailing it, but also to spread the KG word out there. That must be exciting when you go somewhere and see your own product product like on a shelf. I know. When the salon's like send me pictures of their retail area and there's my product, I'm like, oh, I went to go and get my hair done the other day and I didn't know it was in there. And I was like, oh, that's mine. <laughs> That's so cool. I love everything you've achieved. You're a real testament to you can do what you want to do and you can have excuses. You can, you're a bit like me with tough love. You can have excuses. You can say, well, I can't do this because I've got kids or I can't do this because I've got no money. I can't do this because of whatever. There's always going to be a reason why you can't do something or you can push through it, which is exactly what you've done to get where you are. I've heard you with tough love. Do you think so, like it's not easy for people to start businesses, but do you think sometimes people do need that tough love for accountability? Oh, definitely. I'm very, very patient, very patient with my clients, but I also will tell them how it is. Like I'm okay with people having a bad day and I'll be like, okay, let's start again tomorrow. But I'm also like, come on, you've got to pull yourself together because otherwise it's all going to fall apart. I'm okay when it's like some you know there's negativity there's always going to be some negativity that happens in life and bad days and all of that stuff but if you stay in that negative place like nothing good is going to come from that so I I do tell my clients how it is quite a lot Have but they like that yeah they like I, th- I think that people do like that I think they need it sometimes we've talked before you and I about trolling in this industry people bullying us online that kind of thing and I know you've experienced some of that where you are in in the industry how have you managed to get over that or move on from it I am very good I like staying in my own lane I don't now look for things where sometimes I'd be like okay what have they said and I'd want to know if anything does pop up I block straight away um, I have the people that I can sound off the safe people to me which can just let me just have a chat about it and then move on um, so there's things that I've definitely put in place to prevent that and I think you can do that I think often um, when we're not thinking like a CEO 
it's really easy to get dragged into those things and to go, oh, this person's saying this and there's all this stuff online about me. And actually, it doesn't matter. It no. doesn't it doesn't stop you doing what you want to do unless it goes legal and it's all you know defamatory but up to a point you just let people get on with it don't you and you just do your thing and stay in your lane yeah and I've always said as well whoever's talking about you whether that's bad or good that's good press for you it's getting your name out there it's getting more people looking at your profile or whatever that is for them then to make their own decisions on on you so there's there's definitely ways to try and overcome it but it's not easy no it isn't easy it's just something that the more visibility you have I think you just have to deal with and um both of us have done that and we're at the other side and it hasn't really affected our business and how much money we make and really if it's not affecting that we don't need to look at it and neither does anyone listening out there who might be going through something like that Thank you for coming in today. I think your story is so inspirational. I'm hoping that some of our younger listeners might know and realise that actually you can start whenever you like. It doesn't matter if you're 13, 14, 16, 18. It doesn't matter if you're a single parent. It doesn't matter what you've been through before. You can make a success of your business. And I think, Katie, you've really shown us that. So thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, as always, if you want to discuss anything on this podcast, then please go to that strategy group and let us know what you think, because we love having those discussions with you. I will be back next week for another episode of Making Money Online. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.